can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Alright, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics win 88-87 against the rivals, Philly. And the Celtics are two games above 500. Uh, so we're going to follow this podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and talk about our upcoming road trip here. Uh, to get things started off, want to go through, want to give player of the game to Jason Tatum here. And if you look at the first half, the first quarter especially, I was going to go with Al Horford uh, because Al did almost all of his damage early on. Seven and four at half, uh, seven and seven points, one rebound at, ha- at the end of the first quarter. Uh, things kind of quieted down for him still had a great defensive night but Jason Tatum uh, down the stretch played really well played really well had 15 points after the third ended up with 26 so nine points in the fourth quarter uh, also added in 16 rebounds two assists a steal uh, only two turnovers uh, and just played solid minutes I wouldn't say it was a, a stellar shooting night but it was probably one of his better ones unfortunately uh nine of 20 from the field just under 50 percent three of eight from three again on un- just under 50 percent so not bad right but overall you saw him late in the game just hit a couple clutch clutch shots had a big time step back three over milton uh to take a one point lead with like eight minutes left Another great take uh, that gave the Celtics a 78-76 lead with four and a half left. And then just a massive step back over Tybal uh, to go up 84-82 at the minute and 45 left. So three massive shots that just came at like huge times for the Celtics. You know, when the 76ers brought it close, or even took a lead. Jason Tatum was there hitting a shot. Uh, and that's the Jason Tatum that we've been missing. Right? You look at today's game and it just it went almost the complete opposite of our last game against Toronto, right? Like Jason Tatum didn't shoot the ball much, uh, but was attacking and driving, dishing dishing the ball. Ended up with double digit assists. Tonight, didn't really move the ball much. Uh honestly, as a team. The Celtics didn't move the ball much. They're actually only 18 assists tonight, which is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, but overall, you know, Jason Tatum, double-double, 26-16. Can't really complain about it. Hit a couple big shots. That's what you need of him. You know, the other guy tonight, I mean, there there were two plays late in the game that really solidified this win. Or I guess you can't even call it solidified because the 76ers were right in it up until, you know, the clock struck zero. Uh, The reason the clock struck zero and the Celtics won was because of Time Lord's massive block. Huge, huge block. Play of the game by far. Uh, Celtics up 88-87 with five seconds left. Inbounds. 
And ends up getting over, swung to the corner. Three goes up, Time Lord tips it away. Ends the game. Blocks a buzzer beater, three. That could have went in. Again, you don't know if it's going to go in or not. You can only speculate on that. But huge, huge block to solidify the win for the Celtics today from Time Lord. Overall, solid game from him. Uh, end of the night, 10 points, four rebounds. Uh, as well as 5 of 7 from the field. Three blocks. Uh, and I want to say his first eight points were all alley-oops. So it was a very welcomed sight. You saw early on uh, he had two alley-oops from Smart and then another one from Tatum. Uh, so really just came out firing on all cylinders. This offense is significantly different, significantly better when Robert Williams is on the court. And one of the things that you know will probably go unnoticed because it doesn't show up in a stat sheet is the amount of times that Time Lord doubled Joel Embiid. And I want to highlight this for a second here. Joel Embiid ended the night with 13 points on 3 of 17 from the field. Most of his damage came from the free throw line. Uh, six of 10 from the free throw line. So he actually shot pretty terrible from the free throw line also. Uh, but you look at it, a lot, of, a lot of his shots were very just challenged, tough shots. Al Horford, who we talked about, uh, did a stellar job defensively. And it was guys like Cantor or Ennis Freedom, and Time Lord, they came over and doubled them at times. Whether it was Freedom that was, you know, guarding them or Al, there were guys that are coming over and doubling them, making other players on the team hit shots. And this is the type of game that you look at and you're like, okay, this is the reason that Brad wanted Al Horford back on this team. It's for this exact reason. Like, he did such a good job defensively. And a lot of it, I mean, you got to give some credit to Time Lord because you look at some of the doubles that he was coming up with. He was just forcing tough, tough shots and making it extremely frustrating for him. There were three times tonight that I counted, at least, where Al and Time Lord just smothered him. And he went up for a shot. Thought he got fouled, complained to the refs, and it was either a turnover or went out of bounds. Uh, three times it happened that I counted. So this was this was just a, a huge, huge game for Time Lord, and it was great to have him back. But the other the other play of the game, not player, but play of the game, was Dennis Schroeder. There was a play with, I want to say, about Okay, yeah, 37 seconds left. And the Celtics were up 86-84. And Dennis Schroeder had the ball. Pick and roll with Al at the top of the key. And he turns around, gives a little look to Al. Joel Embiid takes a step, freezes him, and then he blows past his defender for a layup to take an 88-84 lead. And it was probably, up until the, the Time Lord block, 
that was the biggest play of the game. Because Schroeder just, to perfection, froze Embiid by looking back at Al and just killed his defender. Torched past him. So just a massive, massive play from him. But you look at today. I mean, overall, this is a this is a pretty ugly win. You know, defensively, we played pretty well. We got pretty good performances from some of the guys. Uh, I would say Josh Richardson also played pretty well. He actually left the game in the third quarter. I ended up getting four stitches above his eye after being smacked in the face hard by an elbow. I can't say smacked, but it hit hard by an elbow uh, of Tobias Harris. Had to get four stitches, but he came back and hit a couple big shots also. So you look at today, I mean, you know, it's a win. It's a win. That's how you have to look at it. You know, we held the 76ers to 87 points. We also got held to 88. So the offense really took a step back. And I'll talk about that in the next half. Uh, But overall, you're going to be happy about this. We saw a little bit more minutes from Ennis Cantor Freedom today. Uh, But this is the the type of matchup that, that works for him. Right? Embiid is a big body. Ennis Freedom is a big body. Joel Embiid's not really going to take you off the dribble too much. If he does, he's not super fast. Uh, he's just a big physical guy. And this is the type of matchup that works well in Ennis's case. Uh, so you saw pretty solid minutes for him today. You know, around the around the board, I would say Marcus Smart played pretty well. Uh, ended up having eight assists. I believe... Yeah, he had eight of those assists after the third. So didn't really do much in the fourth. Uh, but again, shooting-wise, this is the this is the type of game that Celtics fans have been asking for. Stayed right around seven shots a game. That's where he was at tonight. Didn't hit a bunch. Uh, but, you know, made things happen. Made things happen for the team. Early on in the game, Marcus Smart was just throwing dime after dime. Four assists in the first quarter. Two of those to Time Lord for alley-oops. So like the offense was moving very well. The Celtics found themselves in a situation where they were up, I want to say it was 16-3 to to start. It was all downhill from there. Uh, But, you know, the offense really stepped up and came out firing on all cylinders. And a big part of that was just due to the fact that Marcus Smart was playing lights out to begin. But I do want to talk about some of the negatives. Because listen, this is an ugly win. You know, the fact of the matter is Celtics came out with a win, and that's huge. Because you don't want to go to 500 starting off a massive road stretch that is extremely difficult. Uh, But I want to go through some of the negatives here. Before I do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point's scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving away all new customers a free 
shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert. Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's talk some negatives here. I want to keep this section short because, again, it is a win. uh, But there are a lot of things you look at tonight in a negative way. And a lot of it comes down to the offense. Um, Overall, Celtics still struggled putting up points and you saw a lot of that in you know Jalen Brown and this is one of the things that I really want to talk about here because I want to say it was the second quarter uh, where Jalen Brown gets to the rack gets fouled ends up behind the hoop and starts touching his hamstring and he went out for a good stretch of time in the second and third. I believe that was the time span that it was in. And overall, he just looked slow the rest of the way through. He never really got a groove uh, playing today. End of the night, nine points. uh, Three of 11 from the field. Four rebounds, three assists. So moved the ball a little bit. Plus minus was there. I mean, defensively, he played really well. He played a really solid game defensively. Uh, especially down down in the stretch. Offensively, though, he couldn't get anything going. And you watch him. There were a couple possessions where he's sitting in the corner, kind of flat-footed, just looking at the ball. And that's not where you want to be if you're Jalen Brown. Like, this is a guy that is capable of putting up 30, 40 points a night if he, you know, really went all out for it. But tonight, he just looked slow. And this has really been the case since he's come back from this injury. Like, he's had some nights where he's he's found his shot and things start to fall. The majority of those nights since he's been back haven't been very good. And I don't know if the Celtics are rushing him back. I really don't. But now, you know, the Celtics are flying across the country, more or less, Uh to play in Utah, and then again against Portland. So we've got back-to-back games. 
both across the country. So the thing that I'm a little worried about is pushing him to a point where this injury could get worse fast. And that's the part that scares me. Uh, that's the part that the Celtics need to look at least for the long term here, the rest of the season. Like, is it worth pushing him to a point where his hamstring gets hurt again and then he's out for an even more prolonged period of time? So that to me is one of the, one of the issues that I saw in tonight. The other, I mean, it just it comes down to the the offense overall. Right, I talked about it briefly to start, but the, offensively, outside of the first six minutes, this team was flat. In the first six minutes, we had like a 16, uh, 16-4, 16-3 lead early on, and then the ball just stopped moving. And I don't know if it's because Dennis Schroeder came in, but that was pretty much the time span where things stopped moving. Dennis Schroeder came in. We had a lot, a couple of long possessions uh, with a lot of dribbling to nowhere. And the Celtics kind of fell out of rhythm, it seemed. Because we put up 16 points fast. We put them up fast. We're hitting shots. Uh, we're driving, dishing, finding guys. And the ball was just moving well. And then it just stopped. It stopped. And it was right around the time where Dennis Schroeder stepped in the game. So overall tonight, you look at the the assist numbers, 18 is just not enough. I feel like I'm a, a broken record at this point. I've talked about the assist numbers, where they need to be on a day-to-day basis. And the Celtics aren't there. They're not doing it right now. Yeah, I'd say overall the Celtics, you know, found some offense late. But other than that, you look, it's a pretty ugly game. 21 points in the first after 16 points in like the first six minutes. And then you go 23 in the second, 20 in the third, and 24 in the fourth. So like overall, every quarter is pretty much under average, right? It's below average for the season. And you'd at least hope that they could string together one decent quarter of offense and they didn't really do it tonight. So that part is frustrating. You know, the part that's, this is a good and a bad all wrapped into one, but you know, in a game where you held Joel Embiid to 13 points on three of 17 shooting. And mind you, they also don't have Ben Simmons who has historically torched the Celtics the Celtics only won by one point. And that to me like, is an issue. And we've talked about the Celtics playing up or playing down to their competition at times. This is a pretty good example of it. I mean, this, this 76ers team is still a good team without Ben Simmons, right? Like they've still got talent on this team. The only reason their record is as bad as it is at 11 and 11 is because Joel Embiid is also Miss significant time. And the 76ers are 3-7 and seven without him. So, like, that's an issue. But you really, you really just wanted to see the Celtics come out and kind of lay a punch. And they did that to start, and then things just kind of fell off. So that, to me, is a, a tough situation. 
because you you played fantastic defensively against Embiid, stopped their number one option, and couldn't really capitalize on the rest of it. So it's just, it's tough. It's tough. You look at the rest of the team, I don't, you, you kind of wish you saw a little bit more from the bench. Uh, Grant, it was an okay game. You know, he shot one of two from the field. I will say this, he got torched, torched a couple times defensively. There were like two or three plays where, you know, he got caught on a switch and the guy just blew past him for a wide open layup. Like blew past him. Like Grant wasn't even in the picture by the time the guy was laying the ball in the hoop. So it's a tough game for him. You know, and realistically, it's just a tough matchup for him. And that's why you saw more freedom minutes tonight. Because he just matches up better with Joel Embiid. It's a big body. Grant's out there. He's kind of undersized against Tobias Harris. He's definitely undersized against Embiid. So they opted to go with a double big lineup for the majority of today. Whether that be Al, Time Lord, or Freedom, uh, they kind of split those minutes at the big. Uh, but overall, you kind of this is a game where you want just more people involved. And outside of you know really Tatum, nobody had more than thirteen points. You know Schroeder had thirteen, Horford and Time Lord ten, and then there's just nobody else. Jalen, nine, Smart, six, Richardson, seven, Freedom, four, Grant, three. Like, it's just a, it's a tough game. Nobody really performed offensively. Tatum got, you know, caught fire a little bit and started to put up points. But this is just an inconsistent game where the Celtics fell back on really iso ball late in the game. A lot of Tatum iso ball, a lot of Schroeder iso ball. We did see some pick and rolls uh, with Jalen and Tatum, which we haven't seen for the large majority of the season, which we've been all we've all been calling for. Uh, but we really just couldn't put together consecutive offensive drives, and that's the issue. Uh, but that's where I'm going to wrap today's game up, at least, right? The Celtics are facing their biggest challenge of the season. We've talked about it in each of the last three podcasts. Uh, but the month of December is grueling. And we've got two back-to-backs in the next week. In seven days, we have two back-to-backs. We've got Utah on Friday, Portland on Saturday, and then you've got Lakers on Tuesday, Clippers on Wednesday. So it doesn't really get easier. You follow that up with the Suns on that following Friday. So this is just a, a brutal stretch of basketball for the Celtics team right now. And this is why I've been saying it. These wins mean something. Because the Celtics find themselves two games over five hundred going into a brutal stretch of basketball. And they need to they need to start making waves in this Eastern Conference because right now the Celtics are not where they want to be in the standings. Uh, but fortunately for them, there's a lot of movement still. 
Like, oh, there's a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference that aren't really performing to, you know, the record they thought they were going to have at this point in the season. Right now, the Celtics are at ninth, which is the playing game for us. But we're 10 games out of first place. Oh, I'm sorry, three and a half games out of first place. The Charlotte Hornets are three games out of first in the sixth seed. So this is a pretty close, this is a tight race. There's a lot of movement that can happen within this Eastern Conference. But one game below us is Philly at four and a half games behind, and they're not in the playoffs right now. So it goes to show you that this Eastern Conference is up for grabs. And with this Celtics team going into a a tough stretch of basketball in December, these last two wins are huge because I don't know if they're going to come out of this still at 500. Like that is how hard this schedule is for the Celtics team. So it all starts Friday night. So that's where I'm going to leave things. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics till I die and make sure to tune in Friday night Celtics at jazz. Have a good night. Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.